is with you. Let us pray. God of impossible love, you needed Mary to give consent, to bear the scandal, to carry your word within herself. May her courage give hope to women and men who yearn to sing new songs of justice and find the world a dwelling place for God. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. For me, the fourth Sunday in Advent is Mary Beth Sunday. It is the day we read about Mary and sometimes Elizabeth. Mary, the mother of Jesus, Elizabeth, the mother of John, Mary, Elizabeth, Mary, Beth. It's the day in which we celebrate women, pregnancy, and babies. Of course, my wife Mary Beth is a midwife and women's health nurse practitioner, so all of that falls under her purview. In Mary Beth's work as a midwife, there are some important tools. There's the Doptone, the machine used to monitor fetal heart rate. There's the ultrasound, the miracle machine that allows parents to get their first glimpse of their baby. And then there is the wheel. The pregnancy wheel or gestation calculator is a very simple device. There are two circular pieces that swivel together. You twist it to the date of a woman's last menstrual period and it shows the dates of the trimesters, the baby, the growth information, and the baby's due date. Now, anyone who has carried a baby or been around a baby at its birth knows that the due date is less like rocket science and more like the price is right. More like the expiration date on milk. Have you ever heard Seinfeld's bit on the expiration date of milk? You got to check it out. It's something like, ever had milk the day after the expiration date? It's terrifying. It's after the day. Due dates are something like that. On Henry's due date, we watched carefully. We went for a hike. Mary Beth had a glass of wine and bounced on an exercise ball. We waited and watched, and then we went to sleep. That day passed, and so did another 12 before Henry finally came. Babies are a waiting game, which is why pregnancy is such an important analogy for Advent. We know there's a baby coming. We know that change is on its way, 
We don't know what it will look like or when it will come, but we are waiting, waiting with hopeful expectation. Waiting is never comfortable. It inherently takes us out of the present moment, has us look to the horizon. But consider the stress of Mary and Elizabeth. Elizabeth is old. We don't know how old, just that she was, quote, getting on in years. Now, pregnancy is dangerous. Every year, still to this day, approximately 295,000 women around the world die during and just following pregnancy. Pregnancy can be especially dangerous if a woman is older. Maybe that is why Luke says Elizabeth remained in seclusion for five months of her pregnancy. Then there's Mary, a young woman who gets pregnant before she is married. How did she get pregnant? It is one of the great mysteries of all time. Maybe the greatest mystery since creation. Which puts Mary in an unbelievably difficult position. She has to bear this mystery in her body. To carry it. To embody it. I cannot imagine the difficulty of her situation. What did Mary say to her family, to her friends, to Joseph? What did it feel like to wait for this mystery to develop within her? How did Mary endure? Amidst this horrible year, our lives have been and continue to be upended. Now, spending Christmas without our families and friends, for many of us, it is too much to bear. We can't handle this alone. We need guidance. Mary is our guide. How does Mary guide us? What does she offer? Trust. Mary trusts. In an impossible situation, Mary trusts in God. She has pistis, the Greek term we translate faith, which also means trust. She replies to the angel in the statement of those who trust, the statement that occurs again and again in the Hebrew Bible from the pillars of faith. Here I am. In Hebrew, hineni. Here I am. Let it be with me according to your word. Let it be. Mary didn't know what would happen. But she trusted. She trusted God. One of the most damaging effects of COVID has been the erosion of trust. 
our vigilance to protect one another puts us in a position of distrust. We can't trust that someone doesn't carry the virus. We can't physically trust our neighbors, our friends, even our own family. I saw a good old friend on the street the other day is biking by my house by coincidence. Didn't know I lived there. And I went out there and we saw each other and we went to high five each other, but then we stopped and realized we can't do that. We as a culture have dismantled embodied trust. We are starving for trust. We are starving for change. On Thursday morning, after working all night at a hospital in downtown Los Angeles, Mary Beth sent a video to our family. It was of her getting the COVID vaccine. Like all of those around her, Mary Beth was overcome with emotion and cried. They were tears of relief, of hope, of change. In that video, Mary Beth embodied trust, embodied hope in change. She embodied a change that is coming to all of us. We don't know when that change will come. There's no wheel to determine the date, no pregnancy wheel for the pandemic. But as we wait, we can trust. Trust that goodness is coming. Trust that God is with you, that love finds a way. Trust that nothing is impossible with God. Amen. The mustard seed this week is to embody trust. We are going to be practicing trust in this time that can be stressful, a time of uncertainty in the world, a time of a lot to do, and also a time of rest, a time that is coming of rest. When you find yourself getting carried away with a pandemic or with the holiday stress, practice Closing your eyes, sitting in silence, and repeating the phrase, Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Have a great week. With trust and hope, 
we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. God's love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God's love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For the prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God's love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love. Hear the prayers of your people. We pray for Kathy, for Jody, for all who are sick and all who are isolated and all who have lost their hope, that they may find it. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.